Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, I'm Danielle Radojcin. Welcome to the latest episode of My Big Idea, the podcast from ASOS, which brings you weekly career chats with women who have launched their own business. This week, I'm speaking to Katie Rose, who in 2014 launched her own London-based fashion consultancy, The Bridge Company, of which she is founding director. In just two years, her client list has grown to include talents such as Claire Barrow, Ashley Williams and Ryan Lowe. So how did she manage to not only launch her own company, but also to make it into a success? Here's Katie's big idea. Hi, Katie. Hi, Danielle. How's it going? Good, thank you. This is the first time we've seen each other since you were on the panel talk at Graduate Fashion Week. That's right. What have you been up to? Gosh, um, well, I'd actually just got back from a trip to Kiev. I was in Ukraine with the British Council and then I came straight to Graduate Fashion Week. So I've basically just been catching up since I got back. And what were you doing in Kiev again? I was delivering workshops for young designers there. So we worked with eight designer brands, really going back to basics, looking at things like business planning, how to price, how to sell, all of that kind of thing. Is that something that you were approached to do because of your work that you do for the Bridge Co? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's the same sort of, it's an extension of that. Exactly, yep. And I'd worked with the British Council on one other event um, over last Fashion Week, so the International Fashion Showcase. They asked me to come and do a quick talk about what I do, basically, and how to start a brand. Wow. Busy. Yeah. Um, You founded the Bridge Co. in 2014. Yeah. Um, can you tell me how you got to that point? Okay, gosh. <laughs> um, what was the journey? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I didn't actually study fashion. I studied a course called Language and Culture at UCL, which was German and Spanish, as well as a lot of sort of cultural aspects like art history. Um, and so I, I took a year abroad as part of that course to Berlin, which was an amazing opportunity. And basically a year dossing around working out what I wanted to do with my life um so it was while I was there that I really figured that fashion was for me and that I better get my skates on and do something about it so ever since that point I kind of took every opportunity I could find I did every internship that was going I wrote for free for a lot of publications like Dazed um Grazia I worked with a publication in Berlin called Modabot um I really just worked up to the point where when I graduated, I launched straight into freelancing. So it's freelance for about 18 months before I got the job at Fashion East. And then I was there for about two and a half years before launching the Bridge Co. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's quite Very a... Very good potted CV. It's quite a winding <laughs> journey. It's, yeah. it's not, it wasn't really that logical. I think I confused quite a few people. What made you decide to go into fashion? I, I don't really know. I don't think I can really pinpoint it. It just it just felt like the the right place for me. I'd always thought when I was younger that I was going to be a journalist. And I'd always read fashion magazines 
from cover to cover obsessively but I didn't really think yeah this is for me I think probably I always knew I wanted to be in a creative field it just the penny didn't really drop until quite late 2021 I guess so I'm just interested to know why you didn't pursue that because I think I saw on your CV that you've done lots of different writing for lots of different companies like you said for Dazed um, Grazia and so on why did you branch or move away from that I, I think I was getting a bit disillusioned with it, to be honest. I loved freelancing, um, mainly because you can decide what you want to write about. You can find a great story, pitch it, and only write about things that actually inspire you or excite you. And I kind of wanted to move away from trying to get a magazine job for fear of kind of falling out of love with it. I also love numbers. I love number crunching, spreadsheets. And I think I realised, especially through my time at Fashion East, that having that mix was really important to me. So I'd still take on copywriting work or, you know, write freelance articles for people. But at the end of the day, I also wanted to look at profit margins. Do you consider your job at Fashion East your first proper job where maybe you thought this is something I want to do? Yes, definitely. It's very different to what I'd done before. What were you hired to do there? And then how did your job evolve? So when I was hired, it was kind of on a six month basis. Um, the the girl that I replaced went to have a baby and so they took me on kind of hedging their bets I think thinking well she might come back or we might take someone else on let's kind of see how it goes because you know they didn't know me they didn't really think maybe that I had the right experience I don't know we kind of jumped in the deep end together um and I was hired to really do everything it was me and Lulu we were running the project so everything from public funding bids sponsorship pitches obviously it's a non-profit so it needs cash to keep going um production working with production teams on the shows at top shop show spaces um you know talent scouting designers helping them with ad hoc problems they might have so it was really really varied and i think it was a good crash course yeah it must have been amazing working there so just to explain to anyone who doesn't know what a fashionist does there are they there are it's a, a non non-profit organization that helps young designers british designers yeah or designers living and working in the uk yeah exactly um and what's it like working for lulu kennedy she's a bit of a ledge in the fashion industry she is an absolute ledge um i mean there's there's no boss like her she's very unique um what did you learn from her just to have a laugh while you're while you're doing it and if you're not then why are you doing it and I guess not to do something just for the sake of it like you have to do something because you believe in it and you know she always wants to support designers that she really believes in so I think that you know you can see that through the quality of the talent that's coming through the scheme. What kind of designers were you working with when you were at Fashion East? My first season was that era of James Long, Marcus Almeida, um, Astrid Anderson, Aggie and Sam, really when they were first starting out, which was really exciting. Um, I worked with Claire Barron, Ashley Williams, who became two of my first clients when I set up the Bridge Co. Yeah, just loads of amazing talent. I think I counted it, it was about 35 brands in two and a half years. So Amazing. Yeah. What's it, what's it like? What was it like working for Marcus Almeida? They're amazing. They're like the nicest people in fashion, honestly. They work so hard and they really cottoned onto something. I just, yeah, I wish them every success. I think they're the best. <laughs> um, and so then you decided to, to found your own company, an agency, also looking after young designers. 
How did that come about? Well, when I was at Fashion East, I just kept seeing that a lot of designers were having the same problems. Maybe they didn't know how to put together a line sheet or they were going to Paris for the first time to do sales or they wanted to get investment and they just didn't really know who to turn to. And obviously we could provide advice at Fashion East, but we weren't really set up to offer it in a formalized way. So I wanted to sort of provide something that was more um, business focused, behind the scenes, sort of that boring admin side um, and offer it in a really tailored way. So there's no sort of boundaries to getting that access. You know, I'm always happy to meet with designers for a coffee and kind of see where they're at and if we can help them. And that's kind of the whole mission of the company I guess and once you decided that's what you were going to do how did you go about setting it up for somebody who wants to set up their own company what is the process well I I actually kept freelancing for a little while while I launched it because I wanted to so you'd stop working at Fashion East at this I, point yeah I, I left Fashion East and I took on a few freelance jobs um, mainly doing copywriting because that's what people what you know want to pay me for in the freelance world um and yeah I took on a few clients and just started slowly really and I kind of I guess I was kind of refining what our offer was and what our USP was along the way by doing I kind of felt like I just needed to jump in rather than thinking about it for too long I, I think I was really scared somebody else would do it if I didn't do it first who are you going to for advice nobody <laughs> um I just kind of did it. I've, I guess I've always been a bit entrepreneurial and I just think, you know, I, I kind of had the right contacts and I, I had advice to give and yeah, I just started. And then in terms of this sort of more formal, you know, business infrastructure, I am completely obsessed with everything HMRC. So I knew I wanted to incorporate, become a limited company, register for VAT, um, I did all my own bookkeeping, you know, just keeping a really good spreadsheet, basically keeping everything on record so that I remembered, oh, you know, me personally as Katie lent the company £200. That means the company has to repay, you know, just things like that along the way. How did you raise the funds to start the company? I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. I, I mean, I'm lucky in that the company model, we don't, we didn't really need a lot of startup capital and you know we we don't have stock to buy we don't have massive overheads for about the first year and a half I didn't even have an office we just you know I would go to designer studios that would be it and it's a really low-key lo-fi way of working so it meant it was really risk-free and I think that's why I could jump in with both feet I definitely wouldn't recommend that for anyone you know starting a brand I think you absolutely need startup capital and you do need to raise funds but in my instance it just wasn't really necessary Tell me what you do for designers. So, for example, one of your uh, clients is Claire Barrow. Yeah. Give us an idea of the kind of thing you can do for a designer mm -hmm. like her. So our main offer is business consultancy. So looking at everything from marketing strategy through to manufacturing, business planning, cash flow. So we kind of say to designers you know what are you having problems with we can do as much or as little as you really need so some people we might just literally look at their cash flow with them and help them budget season on season and other people we're super involved you know we're helping them trademark we're helping them you know plan what's going to be on their website um 
we also do quite a lot of partnerships so hooking up our designers with collaborators sponsorships you know whether that's for fashion week or outside of that um and those were kind of the, the two key things that we started with we've since done a lot more like a sales showroom we do events production so the idea is we're kind of 360 like a one-stop shop how many designers do you have on your books now it's about 15 and we've got about that many freelancers as well right freelancers who work for you exactly yeah and do you have any full-time staff um no it's just me do you have an office yes it's got a lush office in Leighton which I love um yeah it's really nice to be able to have designers over for sessions or get everyone together we did a freelancers evening where I got everyone in the company together because lots of them hadn't even met each other and yeah just see sort of what their feedback was and what we're doing and gave everyone some gin had a good time how was it yeah really nice (laughs) (laughs) what's a typical working day for you um I am either normally in the office for a whole day trying to get through 200 emails or I'm in back-to-back meetings meeting with potential clients current clients working on strategy um you know planning ahead for next season meeting with potential sponsors it's it's really varied. I mean, I don't think there's really a typical day. And do you have to travel a lot for work? Yes, yes. I I mean, just in the past month, I've been to Berlin and Kiev, and then I'm looking at going to Paris and Milan in the next couple of weeks. Mm. What, so, why do you have to do that? Well, Paris, we are going for um, sales, basically. So we've got a new brand we're working with, uh, Mitch Dolce, who does gorgeous hats and we're working with her and her pre-collection and then we're working with Ronnie Alan who's launching her new menswear season there so sort of events showroom work yeah different bits and bobs and then Milan is a maybe we'll see and what who do you think like you said you started your company on your own and it seems like you're very much a kind of one woman machine really impressive who do you turn to when you need advice or I don't know support peer-to-peer support that kind of thing yeah um it kind of depends what it is so sometimes it will be just talking to my friends who don't even work in fashion just to rant at them and you know one of them's a vet and she'll be like oh yeah you know I had a really stressful day to who a dog died on me and I think okay right (laughs) (laughs) puts it all in perspective um other times if I want more practical support then I might go see Jeff at the London Small Business Centre they're legends and they do a lot of what I do really like helping startup businesses they also a delivery partner for the startup lanes company um and sometimes just a call to my dad it's a really practical Aww. man <laughs> yeah he's probably getting fed up with that now <laughs> <laughs> love helpful dads is there anything you would have done differently at this stage uh yes I I maybe would have saved some more startup capital to be able to take on staff before before launching starting yeah I think I was just really eager and enthusiastic and it's been fine but I guess it would have been better if at this point I could have hired someone full-time but you know I don't know no regrets (laughs) who would be your dream client oh wow um hmm that's really tough probably i really like what isa arfin's doing i think she's really great Um, is she based in holland 
I'm not sure where she's been. Like she, she definitely shows in London. Mm. Amazing um, her stuff. Really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. Sort of, she almost has a kind of scientific approach to her design, right? Yeah. So cool. Definitely. Is she represented by someone else? Um, I think she's got PR representation, but do you ever actively yeah. go after people that you want to represent and say yeah. this is what I can do for you? Yeah, absolutely, always. Yeah. I think I Cut kind throat. of yeah. I think I I didn't to begin with. I just thought, you know, I had a lot of great contacts. Mm. I worked with a lot of great brands like Ashley Claire, Helen Lawrence. You know, they'd all come through Fashion East, and we all wanted to continue working together. And it's got to the point sort of this year where I've thought, okay, now who do I want to work with and who do I think needs help as well? I'd love Does there to... come a time when you feel that you don't need to represent anyone or, you know, is there a time when it sort of naturally comes to an end? Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, but that obviously hasn't happened yeah, to you yet. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, she's nice. What plans do you have for the Bridge Co moving forward? Um, so we are doing more on the finance side of things. So we're actually launching a bookkeeping offer now for clients, also for freelancers in fashion. Think about the amount of stylists, set designers, graphic designers that are out there that really don't want to handle their accounts. I mean, I know a lot of people that would love to just hand it over. So yeah, we're actually going to practically sort of handle that for freelancers and designers, businesses in fashion, which is really exciting. Um, we're also going to be launching a menswear showroom for sales in January and we're working on a new series of events. We do an event series called FYI. Um, so we're going to do two. One, talking about finance and kind of setting yourself up, um, how to run your own finances as a freelancer or as a business. And then another on visas and sponsorships. Where can people listen to that or watch it? Um, well, the FYI series will be ticketed. Um, it will take place here in London. And yeah, it will be just open for people to come along if you purchase the ticket. So yeah, just keep an eye on our social media and there'll be more details soon. Cool. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us, Katie. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was Katie Rose of The Bridge Company talking about her big idea. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen. Thanks for listening and don't forget to tune in next week to hear more career chat and listen to previous episodes on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye. Marketers and advertisers, brands big and small. You've been after a special someone for a while now. You think they're into you. I mean, you share the same interests, both passionate about the same stuff. Why wouldn't they be? Wait. There's a moment of silence. It's finally just you two alone. They're waiting. Go on, shoot your shot. You've got a voice. Use it now. Hearts are racing. Breathing becomes heavier. This is your chance to win them over. So what are you going to say? Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.